This morning, our office filed a lawsuit in Superior Court against the San Francisco Board of Education and the San Francisco Unified School District for its failure to formulate a plan designed to get the 54,000 students in the San Francisco Unified Schools District back to in-class learning as quickly as possible. More specifically, the California Education Code requires school districts across the state to, ad to adopt a learning continuity and attendance plan, an LCAP, describing among, among other things, the actions the school district will take to offer classroom-based instruction whenever possible, particularly for pupils who have experienced significant learning loss due to school closures in the 2019-2020 school year or are at greater risk of experiencing learning loss due to future school closures. The requirements under state law are detailed and specific. Unfortunately, the plan pre prepared by the San Francisco Unified School District and adopted by the Board of Education is ambiguous, empty rhetoric. It is a plan to make a plan and is legally insufficient. The city is suing for a single cause of action at this point, violation of a ministerial duty, which covers when a government official, or in this case, officials, fail to perform their official duties. The city is seeking a court order that, among other things, requires San Francisco Unified School District to fulfill their obligation under state law to, quote, prepare to offer in-person instruction, close quote, now that it is possible to do so safely. We're asking the court to order the school board and the school district to put in place a plan, a viable plan to reopen safely. If that plan is followed, schools will reopen. San Francisco schools have generally been allowed to reopen since September, 2020. The San Francisco Department of Public Health, the California Department of Public Health, and the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention all say schools can reopen safely. In San Francisco, the overwhelming majority of private and parochial schools have done so. Over the past several months, 113 private and parochial schools in San Francisco have reopened and remain open. Almost 16,000 students have returned to in-person school and less than five cases of in-school transmission have been reported. In Marin County, nearly 90% of schools have resumed in-person instruction, including public schools, which began reopening their classrooms last fall. There have been only nine cases of suspected in-school transmission there. Various public schools also reopened in San Mateo, Santa Clara, and Napa counties, and the results were similar. The undisputed scientific consensus is that schools can reopen safely for teachers, staff, and students with proper precautions, and that in-person instruction is not causing spikes in COVID-19 infections. But as of the date of this complaint, not a single San Francisco public school student has set foot in their classroom in 327 days. Disturbingly, the school district and the Board of Education seem to have no plan for how or when in-person instruction will begin for any of its students. Other than falsely proclaiming that schools cannot be reopened safely and telling families that it, is, that it is unlikely that we'll be able to offer most middle and high school students the opportunity for in-person learning this school year, the district and the board have provided virtually no current information to the city or to the public. 
The leadership for both the school district and the educators union can't seem to get their act together. The board of education and the school district have had more than 10 months to roll out a concrete plan to get these kids back in school. Unfortunately, so far they're earning an F. Having a plan to make a plan doesn't cut it and is no plan at all. The district's own data show that the achievement gap is widening under San Francisco Unified School District's distance learning approach. Black, Latino, and other students of color in San Francisco, as well as those from low-income families, have lost significant academic ground compared with wealthier and white students during the pandemic. While research is increasingly showing that the mental and emotional health of many students is at greater risk during the pandemic as they struggle with distance learning, San Francisco officials, children, and families do not know what steps have been taken, what remains to be done, or how they can help. This is not just shameful, it is also unlawful. It's regrettable that we have had to take this decision that we filed today. Suing the school district is not something we ever wanted to do, but something needs to change. The status quo is failing our children, and we hope that this will move the district to do the right thing. I know that there are countless teachers doing heroic work to educate their students in these unprecedented times. To them, we say thank you. Day after day, they are fighting an impossible battle against the tide of isolation and distance learning, and we couldn't be more grateful for their service and the sacrifices that they have made to educate our kids in this very difficult time. We want them to be able to return safely to the classroom. It is up to the district, the Board of Education, and their leadership to agree on a plan to do so. More than 54,000 San Francisco school children are suffering. They are being turned into zombies by online schooling. Enough is enough. Getting kids back in school needs to be the only priority of school district leadership. And with that, I'd like to introduce uh, Mayor London Breed, who has been incredibly supportive of this lawsuit and looking for every way possible to get kids back in school safely. Mayor Breed. Thank you so much to our city attorney, Dennis Herrera, for working with us to find you know, a solution that we know is not easy. I know, um, but I appreciate that you are really stepping up to try to help meet what we know is an incredible, incredibly challenging time facing our city. Nothing matters more than getting our kids back in school. As a city, we don't have control over this decision, which is really frustrating but we've offered support and help for months. We've helped inspect schools and classrooms to get them ready. We work with the district to set up the testing necessary to monitor the virus when our educators and students do return. We've given $15 million to support our schools above what we already do through our normal budget process. And look, I know some of our educators have concerns. I understand those concerns. And I believe we should listen to them and work to address them. And I do support our teachers. In fact, I led a ballot measure last fall to support pay increases for teachers, which the voters of this city supported overwhelmingly. But the legitimate concerns of some of our teachers can't stand in the way of starting to get some of our kids back in the classroom. In fact, 
when I was out in the community the other day, I had a teacher approach me who said, I want to go back into the classroom. What are we going to do? I believe we can do this safely. As we've seen in our private schools and our community hubs, that we have been open, they have been open for months. As we've seen in other districts across the Bay Area and the state that our city attorney just talked about, our kids are suffering. And the inequalities that existed before this pandemic have only become more severe. The data is clear. Black, Latino, and Asian students, especially low-income students, have lost ground in academic achievement, and that is a problem. Health experts say that issues relating to mental health, such as depression and eating disorders, are on the rise. Almost 1,000 of the school district's 53,000 students have missed over 60% of their classes. 70% of those students are from low-income families, and three-quarters of them are from Black and Latino families. The school district is failing to meet this most basic responsibility. And for all of the talk I hear from the Board of Education about equity, the data speaks for itself. I'm hearing every day from parents who are concerned that their kids are falling behind, mostly single parents. I'm hearing from parents who have had to leave their jobs to stay home and facilitate distance learning, and we know when this happens, it's almost always women who bear the brunt of this responsibility. Families right now aren't able to plan for their futures. They can't decide whether to accept a job offer because they don't know when they're going to be able to once again have their kids return to the classroom. This is paralyzing our city and our residents. And I know that this is a drastic step, but I feel we are out of options at this point. The Department of Public Health, the leading force around this pandemic, the Department of Public Health that has been the most conservative in putting out health orders, they issued guidance to this school district about safety precautions needed to open schools last September. It's been five months since then, and there's not even an agreement or a plan in place to start reopening. In fact, there were a number of agreements put into place and then they changed. During that time, the school board has alienated parents and made national news for their focus on renaming 44 of our schools, all while there wasn't a plan to reopen those very same schools, all while even the children who are a part of these schools have not necessarily been able to participate in the discussion, which could be an incredible learning opportunity. Look, I'm committed to working with the school district and the school board. We've been providing support for months. We've been prioritizing the schools and rolling up our sleeves in the city and doing everything we can. We're still here, ready to help. And while I don't control the schools, I am the elected leader of the city and I'm not going to stand by while our children and our families continue to suffer with no end in sight. It's not acceptable to tell parents who are already under unbelievable stress and are seeing with their own eyes how their children are falling behind that distance learning is not good enough. This is offensive and completely unacceptable. This is San Francisco. We've been a national leader in our response to COVID. Let's be a national leader 
in getting our kids back to school. I'm a proud graduate of San Francisco's public schools. The only reason why I was able to grow up in public housing in a very challenging environment, in poverty in this city, and go on to become mayor was because of our public schools. But if I were in school today, I would likely have been one of those very same students who today are falling behind because of distance learning. In fact, my niece and nephew are two of those San Francisco students. So yes, I'm here as a mayor, but I'm also here as an aunt who cares about her family. Every day that we wait is another day that we let our students fall further behind. This is not the route I would have chosen five months ago. I'm not sure that I'm entire, this is not the route I would have chosen five months ago, but I don't see any other options. We're ready to help, but the school district needs a plan to reopen and they need it now. Our students and our families deserve nothing less. So once again, I wanna thank our city attorney, Dennis Herrera and his team at the city attorney's office. I know in their hearts, all they wanna do is see our schools reopen. The people of San Francisco wanna see our schools reopen. And I'm hopeful that we are one step closer to getting there today. Let's not continue to let our children suffer in this city. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Breed, and thank you, City Attorney Herrera. Um, we will be taking a select number of comments from reporters. So if you do have any questions, please send them to Mailing Bedard, myself, the host, and we will try and get in as many as we can. Thanks everyone. We're just working through some of the questions now. Um, for, um, for Mayor Breed, we have a question uh, from Jim Carlton. Can you, the mayor speak more on the remaining controversy and why this is quote unquote, like the wrong time? Jim, I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. Jim, can you uh, narrow that down for us a little bit? And what media outlet oh, is it? Sorry, for renaming. Um, and Jim, can you specify your media outlet as well? Thank you. For City Attorney Herrera from 
the examiner. Um, there are a few different questions, so I'll start with one. Did the city offer to meet before filing suit? And if so, did they refuse to? Let me, let me put it this way. If the question is, did I and the city attorney's office um, meet with the school uh, district, the answer is no. Uh, but uh, in terms of um, the, uh, the city itself as an entity, going back for the entirety of the time that the school has been uh, um, that the schools have been closed, there were numerous conversations between the city as an entity and the school district about how we could uh, 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 be of assistance in terms of giving them the resources they need to um, ensure that schools could reopen as safely as possible from uh, discussions of, of testing, of money, of um, other availability of resources. That's something that um, the city as an entity and its client and, and my client departments uh, and the mayor's office has had numerous conversations, continual conversations, members of the board of supervisors with the school district over the course of the last several months. Um, but with respect to me filing this lawsuit, did I have a meeting and did I have a discussion with them? Uh, no, I didn't, quite frankly, I didn't think it was worthwhile uh, considering um, the lack of progress that has been made over the last several months despite all of the um, uh, continual discussions that were happen happening with the city and the school district. Thank you, City Attorney Herrera. The second part of that question is, um, why isn't DPH offering testing help considering it's a major barrier, as school officials have said, and maybe Mayor Breed can- well, I don't think that that is, uh, I mean, I, I don't agree with the supposition of, uh, of the question. I think there have been numerous conversations from the Department of Public Health uh, and uh, other places in the city to, um, uh, to say that they would uh, be of assistance and try and uh, be of assistance in terms of uh, dealing with testing issues. So I think that's been a, a, something that's been discussed quite often over the course of the last several months. And in fact, we work with the school district and had a plan to implement uh, testing capacity uh, to uh, support the request of, of the teachers union. And unfortunately, um, things changed after that. Thank you both. From KCDS, it comes from Kathy Novak. Um, for City Attorney Herrera, what can happen in practical terms if the court orders schools to reopen, but the union teachers refuse to return or strike? Well, you know, I, I'm hope. Look, I, I, why I think that this is uh, um, this lawsuit is uh, different from maybe some of the other political and policy initiatives you've seen, maybe uh, around the um, around the uh, the state, is this is surgical and it's legal and it's based on a failure of the school district to do what is required under the law. So um, we are not seeking a court order requiring schools to reopen exactly. We're asking the court to order the Unified School District to um, prepare to offer in-person instruction and to file the appropriate plan to show that they're ready to do so. And that is gonna require that, um, and hopefully provide a platform for the district and uh, uh, the board and uh, the union to hammer out an agreement to get this done so that schools can reopen as quickly as possible according to the plan that the court will likely require 
the detail and specific plan that the court will likely require the school district um, uh, to file. So I think that this is providing a platform and a vehicle for everybody to come to the table and uh, hammer out an agreement that will result in kids getting back to school as quickly as possible. Thank you, City Attorney Herrera. Uh, we've got another question from KTVU. If the district board and teachers union can come up with a plan to reopen schools, would the city drop this lawsuit? I'm not going to uh, uh, speculate on what I would do or not do uh, um, based on an agreement that hasn't occurred yet. We're going into court. I'm going to be seeking a preliminary injunction next week. And if that, for, if that forces um, uh, folks at the district and at the uh, teachers union to come to some kind of agreement, great. And if that's embodied in the document that uh, we're asking the court to require the um, district to come up with, fabulous. But I want to see the details. I want to see concrete results. And then I'll make my decision about where this lawsuit goes or, or doesn't go based on uh, the circumstances at the time. Thanks very much. Um, we're waiting for just a few more questions to come in. We're uh, for for Mayor Breed, um, and this comes from Kenny Choi at KPIX. Uh, Mayor, since schools closed in March 2020, how many times have you met with Superintendent Matthews to discuss reopening, and what city officials can do to help SFUSD? How many times have you met with UESF since schools have closed? Well, I, I meet with Superintendent Matthews quite frequently. We have a, a regular meeting on a monthly basis, but we've had to increase the number of conversations that we've had uh, to focus on our reopening efforts. Um, and as far, and what was the second part of the question? Sure, the second part of the question is, how many times have you met with UESF since schools have closed? So I've talked uh, individually to members of UESF um, on numerous occasions, um, and I don't know the exact number of times I've met with either, but they've been, um, over the course of the past year, there have been a few times. Thanks very much. Um, sorry, and Mayor Breed, just to clarify, um, you know, uh, how many times have you met with Superintendent Matthews and have you discussed reopening with him and what city officials can do to help um, US, SFUSD? But who, who was that question for? That is for Mayor Breed from KPIX. I'm sorry, he... Okay. Yeah, and, and, and look, I could get back to you on the exact number of times, but I, I have a standing monthly meeting with the superintendent, and there have been increase in the number of meetings that I've had with him around the reopening efforts. So I don't know the specifics of how many times, uh, but we definitely have a open relationship. We, we uh, constantly communicate with one another. Um, we are definitely trying to work together, and I know he is working very hard to get the uh, elected board of directors um, for the school district on board with a number of uh, plans and initiatives, and this is what we discuss on a regular basis. And so um, the specifics of the number of times, I do not know off the top of my head. 
Thank you. And, and just a follow-up, uh, we're going to just take two more questions. So this is one of them. Um, and this is from Kenny Choi. Um, what at KPIX, what else can be done but in the next couple of weeks by city officials like yourself? You mentioned testing and you've offered money inspecting schools. Um, can you just elaborate on that? That was from Mayor Breed, correct, Mayling? Yes. What what else? What else can be done in the next couple of weeks by city officials? You mentioned testing, um, offering you know money to SFUSD inspecting schools. Well, that that as far as I'm concerned, I mean we we don't know what else we can do, and that's what the problem is. Um, we've tried to meet um, every request that has been made, uh, and there was actually just to clarify an agreement for testing. Uh, and so we have provided the resources, the systems, the support, and we just need the school board and, and the superintendent to, to move in, in this direction. And so um, we're here, we're here to work with them. We're here to continue to provide whatever resources that are available to support them. Um, but it doesn't seem, we're not sure what else we could do um, to move this forward. And, and I think that's really why we're here today because um, now it's, it's time for us to start using whatever tools we have, um, whether it's a lawsuit or, a, or legislation or what have you to address this issue and, and, and sadly, you know, take matters into our own hands. Thank you, Mayor Reed. We've got time for one more. We're just uh, sorting through. We've gotten quite a few. That's all we have time for today. Uh, I really appreciate you know everyone coming uh, and their interest in this issue. Thank you to Mayor Breed for her time, and thank you of course to City Attorney Dennis Ferreira. Um, thank you both for speaking today. If you would like any more additional information on the lawsuit filed today or any more of City Attorney Ferreira's comments, please visit sfcityattorney.org for our full press release.